1: Welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, peak too early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Whoa, Steve, deja vu. It feels like you've asked me that before tonight,
0: but to be honest, I don't think anybody really cares how I'm doing tonight, Steve. I think they, they showed up tonight to find out how Trent Fontanella is doing, so I think we should just get right to that.
1: Yeah, we had a little recording snafu, so we redid the intro for a second time, but you're right, Mike. Let's get right to Trent Fontanella, straight from the hospital. He's back at the House of Sav, as always. Trent Fontanella, how you doing, bud? Yeah, I was thinking about,
2: you know, joking around, like, oh, everything's fine, doing just well, but but screw that, boys. This sucks, man. Like, I can't even <laughs> wipe my ass without it being a whole freaking commotion. Like, everything is such a hassle, I don't even know people like, like know what would happen, but it's just such a hassle guys. It's life sucks right now.
0: So Steve or Trent, I I have kind of purposely not talked to you about this at all. So I don't, I, like, I know the basics of what happened, but I really don't know what
1: happened to you. So, so Trent and I got on the, on the zoom before you, Mike. And uh, I just said, Trent, stop. I don't want to know. I want to leave it for the podcast. So it started off like this. So on, on Sunday morning, I called Trent because we had some we had a red hot blog that we needed to get on the blog ASAP, which we're gonna get into later in today's podcast. But it was a hot blog, breaking news, had to get it up. And Trent started the website. He he started the blog. So I wasn't really sure how to get the blog up. So, you know, we're trying to get in touch with him, trying to get in touch with him all day, all Saturday afternoon, all Saturday night. And and finally like I call him and he's just like he answers the phone and he I could tell he's in pain. He's like, Hello. like I'm like I'm like hey Trent uh just you know how you doing and he's like I broke my collarbone I was like oh okay well what I was about to ask you isn't important (laughs) go take care of yourself and I hung up the phone (laughs) and uh he called me right back he's like is this about the blog and I was like yeah he's like and then he walked me through it um but Trent what happened why do you have a broken collarbone right now
2: so I'm up a uh, uh, Stowe Mountain big New Year's Eve ski trip. Super excited about it. Uh, got a couple great days of snowboarding in, and then the powder came right. And, and everybody's favorite day—it's powder day and for you skiers and snowboarders out there. You can relate. Like I'm in lift line, like just giddy because it's just—it was like eight inches of snow. So excited. Um, I get out there. I'm just ruining all the good snow for the skiers. There's right. all these skiers just crying. Uh, just just complaining about the snowboarder out there you know just going down the mountain and their tears the skiers tears made a nice little ice patch (laughs) that had been skied off but i just you know i I was like just you know giving like the yippies as i launched myself up all the powder bumps um but just came down uh on on an ice patch and just slammed the the shoulder right into the ice and (sighs) and there it was so uh I, I actually this I think you guys would appreciate this. So I'm with my uh, with my girlfriend, Megan. And uh, I'm and I, I screwed up my shoulder last year. So I'm just like kind of like convincing myself, I'm fine. Like, it's not going to happen again. Um, so I'm like, we're, let's just go down. So I, I go down. And as we're, we get to the bottom, there's a line like a super long line for the lift already. So, I'm like, let's just get in line and we'll figure it out. There's a lodge oh right at the top. <laughs> like, I'd rather go and figure it out there than have to, like, walk over to the lodge that, like, you had you so know, committed like, to so the game. You're like, we oh, can't man, waste it. any time. We can't waste any time missing this line. <laughs> I'm like, I can be a skiing or a snowboarding hardo where it's like, there's no wasted time, you know? So, we get up to the top, and as we're, like, looking at the lodge, I can just feel, like, the bump, right? And you can, like, see it. And I'm just like, and my girlfriend's a nurse. Like, it's, it's, it's obvious that this thing's broken. Um so yeah, head down. The uh re re like talked to Ski Patrol like when I went down. Uh reunited with a Saint Patrick's Elementary School alumni, fellow alumni in Pelham, New um, Hampshire. Shout Amazing, out. right? It's like a school of like twenty people per class. Uh and she sent me over to uh to the hospital and x rays and got a nice, nice little uh clean break on the clavicle boys. Ah, uh, damn.
0: So before what, we go any before we yeah. go any further, Trent, like Where where is your state of mind now? Like, is it too soon for us to be like making fun of this situation or like laughing about it? Is it still
2: too tender? Because I kind of feel like it might be. I feel like this is. It's amazing that I haven't been shot on earlier than this. I know you guys kind of wanted to wait to the podcast to like joke around and talk about it, but uh, the fact that it's been two days now since it it broke is is quite the timetable. I know that like you (laughs) feel so bad laughing about this,
0: but like you are so all in on this the ski season so I do I do <laughs> genuinely feel bad for you Trental I think I, this sucks
2: I I was the guy this year where like there's three trails open and I was driving like three and a half hours in northern yeah. Vermont just to get like a day trip in. I was so stoked about it so it's a, a little bit of a disappointment to say the least yeah okay but, so now that
0: I not now that I got that out um so this year you broke your collarbone snowboarding last year it was a big deal because you fell and like hurt your shoulder snowboarding are you just a bad snowboarder
2: i don't think i'm a bad snowboarder <laughs> i think i'm like a classic like let's we're going to wait to relate it to runners i'm the runner who's like a decent runner but goes out with like the lead pack when he shouldn't you know in the mile and is leading the race at the 1200 and then ends up with a respectable time but like Way far back behind everybody else because I totally collapsed in that last lap. That's me. Like I think you I'm just described.
0: You just described yourself as a runner.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> so true for every sport. <laughs> oh,
3: it's just I goodness. try to
2: I try to like play in the big leagues when I'm not there. Okay. Did,
1: did you get the classic line from somebody? If you're not falling, you're not skiing hard enough. I mean that's that's my mantra. That's how yeah. I live.
2: Yeah. I, I I fall like so much when I'm snowboarding. So.
1: So Trent, I do have a question for you. At what point in the day did this happen? Like at what time? Oh, first run of the day. Oh first run of the day. My okay. Like God. So God. first run of the day, I mean, we got to get into that. But the the question on my mind, maybe not everybody's mind, is were you able to get a refund on the ski, on the ski lift?
2: So I have, I have the season pass. So I have to like okay. call them up and figure out. Now the problem is I hope nobody from Vail Resorts is listening. They, they prorate out the payment based on how frequently you've gone. And I've already gone like five, six, seven times this year. But I've also lent my pass to multiple people to use it for days and I'm oh, not going. No. So I think the count might be too Edit high. That I might like, get screwed on that one. Now nah, that's staying in. So if anybody wants to buy a pass off of me, you got to be probably like a Caucasian male between 25 and 40, between five,
1: six and six feet, I think will do. Just
0: beautiful oh, mustache. mustache yeah. Yeah. Beautiful blonde mustache.
1: That's right. So Trent, is it, is it time for you to switch over to skiing?
2: Oh boy. I mean, if I'm not a good enough snowboarder to get through without injuring myself, I fear fear for my life on skis. Cause I'll do my, you know, go out way too hard with the big boys um, and end up breaking something more serious in the collarbone. I fear.
0: And so, so what is like the, uh, I feel like I'm interviewing you now. This is just like, okay, we're, we got our guest Trent Fontenelle on the show tonight, but what, like, what is the recovery time for this? What are we looking at?
2: So we're looking at, it's actually, let me just do a little rant about collarbones here. First off, the recovery process is literally just like put in a sling and don't do anything. And it's like, we have modern medicine here, right? We can just work <laughs> miracles. And you're just telling me just like, let it, let it heal on its own? It's basically the guidance that's been given. Uh, luckily, my I mean, you can like,
0: You can't put like your whole upper body in a cast Trent.
2: Mike, I'm not saying I have the ideas here. I didn't go to med school. I'm a podcaster, right? Like, this, I'm a running podcaster. But somebody had to figure out a better solution to healing a collarbone break rather than just like, oh, just try to not move it for, you know, a couple of months and see if it heals. That's, like, the guidance that was given. And if it doesn't heal, then you can go get surgery. Like, it's crazy. But hopefully it's just a couple-month thing. Fingers crossed I'm back on the slopes before the end of squeeze season. Yeah. Well, is it
0: for you know, the slopes are probably more important, but – I'm assuming there's going to be no running happening here.
2: Oh, Mike, we can get into my list of positives from this, right? Number one, first and foremost, there is no running whatsoever. There's no core. There's no working out. I basically have like a six to eight week, just free pass at any kind of workout. And especially I do not have to run as we get out of, you know, the rest of the cold winter months of new england by the time i run it'll be spring the sun will be coming out the flowers the birds will be chirping i'm set up for a prime you know springtime running career right now
0: right so i guess the most important question is does this change your chicago marathon training plan at all
2: Absolutely not, Mike. <laughs> Did you expect me to start training for the marathon? In June? No, I mean,
0: we, we all know that the only thing you do is right-handed curls for workouts these days. So it's perfect. <laughs> you st- you can still do that all day long.
2: Curls for the girls. That's right. That's the only thing I can do is those. Maybe, those a, right maybe a one
0: or two, like, one-handed pull-ups just to show off every now and again, and you're good.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. I can definitely do one-handed pull-ups. No <laughs> doubt about it.
1: Uh, well, at least, at least Chicago training isn't out isn't out the door. I mean, pull that together in the spring. I mean, if, if Alphine Tullamock can have a baby, train can break his collarbone.
2: Yeah. It's pretty similar. I would say yeah. as far as, you know, you, you a now
0: have a, a built-in excuse too, which is a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah, no, Mark. I have the excuse in my back pocket. but Mark my word. I'll, I'll be in kick-ass shape for Chicago nice little couple months off, just resting up, right? Just that, that rest period that you need before a big training cycle, that's where I'm in right now.
0: This this is the last thing I'll say about this, but I cannot wait until, because I did this to you all the time when your shoulder was hurt. Like the first time I see you and I like, you know, either give you a big hug or like slap you on the back or something like that, or, you know, or drinking a little bit, maybe I, you know, punch you in the in the shoulder or something like that. The first time I do it, when I forget about your, you know, collarbone, it's going to be quite the moment when I see you like, give me that look and when I can tell you're in pain and you don't want to like call me out for what I just did because you want to be a tough guy but I can see it in your eyes what I just did and I feel like an asshole and it ruins the whole night that's what I'm looking forward to
2: (laughs) when I last was seriously hurt uh, I had tore my rotator cuff and there was like a bachelor party I think it was and basically we had to have a mantra it was just gentle 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 gentle. (laughs) Gentle. like I cannot be messing around and it was really just directed towards Mike gentle gentle, gentle, I yeah I think (laughs) I was got that you know, said to me more
0: than anybody by a lot that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, well, boy.
1: so hopefully, hopefully, you're back for the Irish Clover Five Miler coming up this March. So, a couple announcements on this. So, this is typically our big race every March. It's, you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day themed, it's at a bar in Massachusetts, and it's the best after party out of any race you'll ever run. It's a great time. This year, just because of the the world we're in, the times we're in, we have to go virtual with this race. For those of you that are local runners, we are trying to pull something together. Maybe you can do a a small group run the morning of the race. There will be an after party at the bar. like We're doing an after party for those that are local. But because it's virtual, we're able to open it up to any and all P2E listeners. And as we've done with all of our virtual races, we're just not going to toss a virtual race out there and expect you to sign up and not give you anything to come along with it. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. I mean, this race, this, if you're going to run any virtual race, this is the race to run. We're going to, so our links in our bio. And what we're going to do is if you're a P2E listener, if you're listening to me right now and you go sign up, take a screenshot and DM it to us. And what happens when you take a screenshot of that registration and you DM it to us, you're going to be entered into a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to do like a pick 'em pool, fantasy style for everybody that's P2E listener that's that's participating in this race. I, got, I already have the format all laid out. We'll kind of tell you about that as we get closer to it. But the other thing we're going to do is, you know, quietly, you know, so don't tell anybody outside of just the people that are listening to this podcast. We're going to open up some lines, right? And so if, if you complain about the fact that there's no sports gambling on running and you don't, know, and you don't run this race, then you can't complain anymore because we're going to open it up. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, just our P2E small group, but it's going to be great. I can't wait for it. So, Steve, can you? It's a wild idea,
0: and I love it. The idea of being able to gamble on just like your everyday average Joe type of like the most like, you know, blue collar type road race, five miler out there in the game is unbelievable. But I have no idea how this works, like how you sent this to us yesterday and I was going to text you and ask you questions about it. But I was like, no, I just want to have you explain it to me. I, I don't understand how this
1: is going to work. All right. So if you've run both of our virtual races, you're pretty much all set. Like, we have an idea of who you are as a runner, what times you're going to run. We have all the information we need from you if you've run both of our virtual races so far. If this is your first time, or if you've only run one, we might ask you to submit some times from the past two years. So, we want to get an idea of who you are as a runner, what times you're running, and we're going to collect all that information. We're going to break it down, and me, Mike, and Trent, we're going to be the odds makers. We're going to set the see. lines. I We're see. gonna so, set we're gonna set we're gonna set, you know, uh bets to win. We're gonna have odds on that. We're gonna have prop bets. We're gonna have over unders. It's going to be awesome. Okay. So the,
0: the the two crew who we have a a generally good idea of like what they can do, we're gonna focus in on them and make these best surrounding them. My kind of
1: all right. I, I love, it but, love it already. But this is gonna be I'll, this is gonna Brandon be. Brandon Allen, group. where are you at? That's right. Putting my money on you. This is going to be a closed group, right? This is going to be only for the people that are P2E listeners that register, screenshot that registration, and DM it to us. So, we're not going to advertise this outside of the podcast. This is just for the P2E listeners. And so, this is going to be, so yeah, Brandon Allen, you know, Trent's girlfriend, Kara, you know, there's going to be people who do this that have a chance to win, right? But then there's going to be every every day runners, right? There's going to be me. I'm a washed up bum. I have no shot to win this. But we're going to we're going to don't worry. Everybody is going to be included in this somehow no matter what level you're at. So, I Norway- can't
2: wait. I'm pumped. I might be a little nervous about like the house losing too much money on this or something. But after the the team virtual race, you know, point system, we have the rain man in Steve right now. He is just going to be able to crank, the, you know, crunch the numbers and figure out exactly what the overrunners will be. But Steve, please tell me this. We can be the house, but I can also bet. Right. You don't have to be one side or the other. Sure. Yeah. OK. OK. I just need to know that. I need to know yeah, that. So- I need to know that I can live my dream of being like a bookie and like working for a casino and basically running a sports book. Um, but I also need to be able to to bet as part of it, or or I'd have to like have aliases or or have people you know placing bets for me. So I'm glad I don't have to you know work around the loopholes here.
1: So we're gonna we're gonna have the odds, like we're gonna have the the bets that you can bet on. But like I said, there's also going to be like a pick'em pool, and I'm really excited for that. And I can't give too much information about that now, but just know, no matter what level you're at running if you take a screenshot you send it to us you're you're going to be entered into that and that's going to be a ton of fun i can't wait for that even if you don't want anything to do with the with the lines and the betting you will be put into like a fun pick and pool game so we'll all get a, get on a zoom together and do this pick and pool it's going to be great so here's what i need too Steve, because i i love this idea the problem is though it's virtual
0: so at the end of the day, you're just going to be seeing like times on like a result sheet. And that's when you get like your gambling moment, like you're either like disappointed or or happy. So what I do need is I need some members of the two crew to step up. Maybe some runners who are similar in talent or that we can create kind of a spread. And I need them to race each other head to head. And we need to get, you know, video, evidence, maybe live stream, however we're going to do it. I don't care, but we do need to have a few matchups that people can bet on that we can view either live or a recorded version of in some way. And two crew, you know who I'm talking to, so hit us up.
1: <laughs> yes, we're, that is going to be part of it too. We're going to try to organize head-to-head matchups. Maybe we'll do it on Instagram Live. We're going to do all this. But the, the only way that this is going to be possible is if the two crew steps up right? Like we've done these virtual races in the past. The last one was free. Like we need the two crew to step up. We need you to sign up because if, if people don't sign up for this, then it's all kind of a bust and it's, it's, it's not going to happen. So we need the two crew to sign up. It's going to be a ton of fun. Oh, and last thing, like I said, we're going to do an in-person after party, you know, for the people that are local, because let's be honest, it wouldn't be a P2E race if it wasn't, if we didn't have an after party, but the next night, guess what? We're going to do a virtual after party. And for the people that are that are doing this virtually, for the people that are participating in this pool, the people that may may not be placing some wagers on this, we're gonna do a virtual after party. We did it for the two miler We had a ton of fun. It was great. We're gonna do it again for this one.
0: Oh Listen, boy! Two, two back crews back gonna back show nights.
1: up. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's I mean, there's gonna be back to back nights of the two crew. Uh, two crews gonna show up for the race. I know because. This is like this is the perfect timing for us all to be excited about something, except for myself, because I'm not gonna be running between now and then. Although I I can't imagine, I'm excited for what my line is gonna be as someone that probably won't (laughs) run between now and the race, considering the injury. Uh, But this is the season, right, where we need something. Uh, uh, out there to be working towards a little something to keep us motivated, to keep us running, keep us in shape, you know, new year's resolution. Let's all, let's all get excited to get through the the cold winter months together. Uh, so we can come out St. Patrick's day, you know, the ultimate start of spring right there. I love the timing of this. It's going to be, it's going to be electric.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you need a goal to put on the calendar, right? And it can't be too soon. It can't be too far out. March is the perfect time. gives you a couple months to get back into shape you know sharpen the you know sharpen the blade a little bit get ready to go get ready to race But it's not too far out where it's you know, you can procrastinate and put it off You kind of got to start now if you're gonna start training for it. So i'm pumped i'm excited This is gonna be a good time
2: if you need more than two months to train for this race You're not two crew two crew gets no. up They, they can need a few weeks to get themselves and you know the wheels Uh
1: are ready to roll and they'll be good to go Well, trent let's rephrase that I definitely need more than two months to train for a race but I'm just not going to do that. Yeah, all right. Right. <laughs> that's better, for sure. All right, let's kick off the Ronnie News. All right,
0: so the first news story, we got to talk about it. It's the talk of the town. There was a blog that hit the peaked2early.com website this past week titled, Molly Seidel unfollows Saucony and follows everything Puma. So now our guy, CJ, who uh, at this point I think is just the peak too early uh, investigative reporter you know, on hand, he did some digging and was able to uncover some pretty interesting information. Now, of course, there has been rumors about this move happening. But I would say our guy kind of confirmed it. By finding out that Molly Seidel has indeed unfollowed Saucony, which to you know the average Joe might not sound like a big deal, but in the sports world, this is a big deal. Okay, this is how news gets broken. Molly Seidel unfollowed Saucony and just went crazy, following every Puma page you possibly can. This is confirmation in our eyes that Molly Seidel is in fact going to be running in an
1: Olympic year. For Puma, what do we think? Mike, I think, actually, I don't think, I know. We broke the news on this. We 100% broke the news on this. And as we speak tonight, Molly Seidel is posting for the first time ever, posting pictures that she's no longer a soccer athlete. She posted a picture with bunny slippers over her shoes and one picture, and then Crocs like superimposed over her shoes and another picture to say, hey, I'm not with Sockney anymore. I'm I'm signing with a new brand to kind of build some hype around this. I believe that P2E's investigative investigative journalism on this credit to CJ forced her hand. Our story came out this weekend, and they're like, ah, shit. You know, let's. I guess we got to break the news sooner than we wanted to. You know, not on our terms. Like this is some this is some legitimate news. Like we got tipped off. So we got tipped off that that Molly Seidel was no longer following Socony. gave this information to CJ. He went to town, he did some digging, right? He's like, he's like, I got to fake, there's a story here. I got to find it. He went out, he went out and he found it. He uncovered the fact that Molly Seidel is signing with Puma.
2: Yeah. And we broke it. We're, we're dictating the news. That was the biggest, you know, week for the blog all time. Um, a lot, a lot of big hits on that. Love to see it. But, uh, this is this is what we need to be talking about i love the like free agency stories this is what drives so much attention in so many sports and and to be like bringing attention to stories like this like we have obviously the performances on the track which we're always going to love but these are like the really fun stuff that that's going to get people excited uh more interested in Molly Seidel more interested in this team that Puma is potentially building I mean who else could be possibly signing with Puma who's gonna like is Saucony gonna find a replacement for Molly or not um so yeah shout out to our reporter shout out to whoever gave us that tip um and then let's shout out to the story in general let's get some more pub for this let's get excited these are the kind of stories that I think are super exciting so trying to that point
0: um I you know whatever there's gonna be a whole other segment that we get into this of the haters saying that we didn't break this story whatever we'll talk about that in a second but uh our guys over at Traxta they started doing this like new news segment and we had like our first like real like Adam Schefter moment when they basically like cited us like you know per source Molly this is happening to Molly Seidel so we have now like you know, running media outlets citing us as like breaking breaking this news. So yeah, it is a big deal. And to your point, Trent, where um, you know digging into the actual story itself. Saukini dead. I mean, people seem to be fleeing from Saukini, and the fact that kind of Puma just like sits back and waits till an Olympic year and it's just like, hmm, yeah, I think we're just going to go start like grabbing like big name athletes now that's it, it's an interesting to thing to look out. Right. I mean, we've known they've had huge names in the past, um, but they're not like the first company in my, that like, comes to mind when I think about like, Oh, they're going to like nail like the number one U S marathon. Right. I, that Puma wouldn't be my first thought there, but it, to me, this is like
1: a huge, a huge deal, a huge deal in the Olympic year. So yes, going forward, like, when, when Molly decides to drop this news, whether it's tomorrow or the next day, because she's already got the ball, ball rolling on it, we need to be on our game, and everybody listening to this, if somebody doesn't cite P too early, we need to let them know that they forgot to cite P too early. If, as if, Molly,
0: if Molly doesn't cite <laughs> P
1: too early, then I'm, we should correct her. But um, I, don't, I don't think Saucony let her walk away. I have to imagine that Puma like, dropped a bag on it. Like, I got to imagine, like, Puma rolled, like, backed up the Brink's truck. Like, this is, even if it was a little bit more money, Molly wouldn't have taken it. You know what I mean? This, she is the brightest young star in marathoning for for the U.S. right now. And Puma Puma knew that. And so, I think that they went after her to get her pretty aggressively. I mean they don't have one of these quote unquote super shoes, right? They don't right. they're not even necessarily in the running game. So like if it was a little bit more money, I'm sure Molly would have gone with another brand because they have better product. They must have given her a lot of money to to pull something like this.
0: Yeah. I think um you kind of said it Steve. but I think my first mindset was like, oh she she doesn't want to run in Saucony shoes in a marathon year, right? Like a huge marathon year. It plays a role, right? Where super shoes are such a big thing. It's like you can see high profile athletes making decisions based on the shoes that they want to run in this year. But you're right. Like Puma doesn't have the substitute, right? Like they don't have an alpha fly type shoe that can, you know, slide in and, be the thing that convinces molly to to join that team it has to be
2: straight cash homie it's got to be straight cash homie no it has to be because and if it wasn't sock would have matched it because we're, we're coming into like the most probably lucrative time for any any shoe company with their athletes right when if you have an olympic athlete that's just gold for you in these months leading up to it it's probably Right about now, in the next couple of months, where we're all going to start being inundated with the commercials with our, our future, you know, USA athletes out there. And we're going to see ads everywhere on the internet. And these athletes are going to become known to more people than just track and field fans. Um, so for Socony to lose her at this time, yeah, it had to be. It had to be over the top. Drop the bag.
1: It, am, I, am I choppy or is it, just, is it, is it, is it my connection? It, like, am I coming in choppy? You were frozen for a second there.
0: Yeah. Every once yeah. in a while, you're, you're, you're right, that's not, not terrible.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let me know. Let me know if my, let me know if my, uh, okay, I gotta, let me know if I, if I'm coming in choppy. Okay. Um. Sorry. I, I didn't even hear anything, what you guys are saying. So if you, Mike, if you want to pick up. The conversation, uh, yeah, I,
0: I do have a, I do have a one last piece on this. That's not necessarily related to the story. So I kind of alluded to it uh, earlier, but, Gentlemen, I'm getting bullied on Let's Run, and I'm <laughs> I'm starting to think that maybe I'm not cut out for the Let's Run uh, trolling like I thought. So here's a, the problem: is you can't troll a troll, and everybody on this site is a troll. So I, I made the mistake of, you know, I was pretty public about my username I was going to be using here, so I posted our blog on the Let's Run, and. First of all, I got called out for like shamelessly plugging our stuff on uh Let's Run. Uh yeah, listen. We're grinding over here. I'm trying to do everything I can to grow this brand. So, if I want to shamelessly plug my, you know, our blogs on Let's Run, then I'm going to do it. I have two purposes on Let's Run. It's to try and troll people and to try and get our name out there. I'm not doing anything serious out there. So, But anyways, the kid who called me out, he was a listener. So shout out to you. I forget what your username is, but I hope you're listening to this. Shout out to you. Thanks for calling me out, but uh, I don't care. And the second part is, I mean, I just got lit up. People were like, you guys (laughs) didn't break this story. The story's been out. There's been rumors, this and that and the other thing. I'm like, oh, here's what I got to say to you people. Congratulations that you guys talked about it on a Let's Run message board. Do something with it. That's exactly what we're doing. Like, it's one thing to like sit behind your little internet, you know, computer in your mom's basement and talk about what's going on with Molly Seidel. We got off our asses, we wrote a blog about it. We're talking about it on a podcast. So I I don't care if you you know you were a day or two ahead of us. I, no one's gonna be citing, uh, you know, I used to run fast in college. One two three four five. <laughs> on Let's Run, they're going to be citing peak too early. So I got hit on that. Uh, and then because my username is I chose d 2 it just turned into a complete bashing of D2 runners. Just like we had people coming in talking about D2 runners are the worst. They're like all the same kind of person. They're such losers or just like, you know, not professionally developed, and like all this blah 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 blah. Just like, but that's the hilarious
1: it. part about it is your name was a joke to get the right. I was making fun of
0: <laughs> D two runners. And so they got all like fired up. Oh, let let me read this interaction to
1: you because it'll give you. Yeah. a So a, a so good maybe idea maybe here. this maybe this conversation was floated around on 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 the Let's Run a little bit, but we it, it, nobody on social media was talking about it. Like everybody it, exactly. on social media was like, "This is incredible news." And then we went on Let's Run to post it because we honestly didn't know it was on Let's Run. We went on Let's Run to post it, and everybody's like, "Fuck you! We already <laughs> knew this." <laughs> So it just started bashing my article and then
0: it got to this point where just one kid goes, I can't stand division two runners all the same. And then someone like quoted it and said the ones I've met have all been turds or at least have real personal development issues. So I responded with, I agree. That's why I prefer the company of far cooler and socially developed community of the message boards. So (laughs) I think, I think I'm going to have to take a little break from uh, the let's run. I feel like they're doing what they want to do and trolling me into like getting sucked into into their games and it's just not, it's not, it's not healthy for me. It's not good. Uh, yeah. I'm going to keep plugging my shit like crazy on there. Cause for every five losers on that website, there's probably at least one, one good person who wants to like the you know, guy that listens
1: to us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. He's like the one, who wants to consume our content? So good. I'll, I'll, I'll keep plugging shit on there, but I think for now I got to take a break from the, from the troll game. <laughs>
2: I've had I had the exact opposite reaction, Mike. Your description of just being ripped on for the the story being ripped on for D two is just making me want to encourage you to keep it up on Let's Run. This is like, this is very exciting. This is gold. This is this is beautiful. It, is that it.
0: is that a thing though? Like, do D two runners have a bad reputation? Like, I get the impression that D two runners are like badass runners who like you know are trying to like up and come or they're trying to like find like the line between like partying and running i don't know i the, the Rudy rudigers of the sport yeah i've always had a great and obviously i'm biased because we're all d2 runners but like
1: i i thought d2 runners had a good reputation out a bad yeah. but apparently i was wrong so. so so we you know we're working really hard to get this blog up we break the news. We, we put it on social media. We, we're blasting out this blog every way we can. And I text Mike. I said, Mike, here's the blog. Work your magic on Let's Run. And about 15 minutes later, he goes, uh-oh, I think my burners need burners. <laughs> yeah. I need a burner account for my burner account. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways. But Puma yeah. making moves.
0: Puma making moves. Let's move on to the next news story. Um. Man, we go a lot of different ways of this. I, I don't want to talk at length about this one, but I think it's worth mentioning. It sounds like Kyle Merber has retired from the sport of professional running. Um, I mean, he's a big personality in the sports. So I think that's a huge deal. I think he will remain in this sport in some capacity, whether he's coaching or, you know, on the commentating or whatever it is. He did say one thing in his little post uh, that I liked a lot where he said um, it was something to be effective when I would get on the line, I stopped being like nervous before races. And to yeah. him, that was like a sign that like, you know, it's over. It, and, and I think that's like, everyone knows that feeling, right? Like if you aren't nervous before you, when you get on the line for a race, it probably means you don't care enough about the race. So, it, you know, there's some people who that doesn't apply to, there's a, the, you know, 5% who just run this sport a little bit differently. But for most people, if you're not nervous, it means that, you know, there's something wrong there. So I, I did like that, that part of it.
1: I'd care a lot more about this story if you agreed to come on the podcast. Sure,
0: of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, next news story. Uh,
0: Steve, Noah Lyles, he uh, said he's going to win three gold medals this year. What do you think?
1: I mean, that, I saw <laughs> that post, and I was like, this is exactly what the sport needs. This is exactly what the sports – I mean, he he did the LeBron where he's just like, I'm not going to win one gold medal, not two. I'm going to win three gold medals. I mean, I when I saw that, like, I stood up and I fist bumped because, like, we've been talking about, like, we need a big name. We need a favorite in their event to just get a little bit of cockiness going, get that swagger going, turn that swagger up, turn that cockiness up. And that's what Noah Lyle's doing. And if we're going into 2021 in Tokyo and Noah's like, yeah, I'm going to win three gold medals and there's nothing you can do about it. I am so fired up. He's, he is, if he's not already, he's quickly becoming my favorite track athlete of all time.
2: Yeah. He's setting himself up for uh, a massive push here. Before the Olympics and just like marketing and attention like now is the time to just start making predictions like that. Now is the time to draw attention to yourself. Uh, he's he's just executing the playbook perfectly. It's like he listens to peak too early. This <laughs> is how you're going to get more eyeballs um, on you. And this is how he's probably gonna help his sponsors moving into it just get as much attention as you can talk as much strategy as you can. you know what? He can, he can definitely back it up. This is not right. like an outlandish claim. And I love the three gold medals because I believe that means he's referring to at least one relay in there. So he's like talking like team trash as well as personal trash. It was great.
0: Right, that's kind of what I was thinking too. There's nobody in, you know, USA track and field, uh, maybe outside of like Denovan Brazier who obviously wouldn't say this stuff like on an Instagram video. But nobody else besides him who like can back it more. But that was the other thing I was thinking too, Trent, is what is the third he must be referring to either four by one or four by two probably I guess because it's not the 400 like I don't i doubt he's tripling up all the way to the 400 no. so he must be talking like four by two I would assume four by two. um but still I mean love it love the confidence and you and he's probably right like he probably will
1: win three gold medals so it'll be great i can't wait he's to, another like, guy he's another guy we talk about it a lot that the people are hurt by this that by this delayed year, and the people that are helped by this delayed year. Um, he was he was just coming into like the very beginnings of his prime or his dominance. One more year of his development. I mean, he is going to be unstoppable in Tokyo, and it's going to be amazing to watch.
2: And a few more months of just like talking like this and putting posts out like this. Is Keep, gonna it gonna coming, Keep, Keep it coming, Noah. Yeah. Excited. Keep it coming. Let's do it. We need you, Noah. Keep it up.
0: All right, in the last news story I wanted to talk about, so I came across this like an hour or two ago, so I really don't know that much about it. I tried to, like, dig into it, but uh, I came across a tweet from American Track League, which, again, I just came across this. So if this isn't even a real thing, I'm sorry. I tried to, like, verify this is a real thing, and I think it is. I'm sounding ignorant
1: and dumb here. I don't care, but I, I've never saw heard of them, American stumbled, Track League before. I went I to their website, their this. website's like a disaster. <laughs> so I stumbled – Mike, I did the same thing. I didn't – you probably dug a little bit more, but I stumbled across, like, one of their tweets earlier this week, and I was like, what the hell is American Track League?
0: Yeah. So anyways, but they tweeted out – uh, We are a giant step closer to announce this week, to an announcement this week. I can tell you, four meets, ESPN and international broadcast, World Athletics Silver Tour, more to follow, but DM us for more information. So maybe I should DM them for more information here. But it sounds to me like, and what I could dig up on the internet, again, their website's garbage, so I couldn't find any real information. But it sounds like they're going to be hosting, you know, a live television track indoors series that sounds awesome i mean huge if true and i can totally get behind and this is the exact thing that we need to like we can create a lot of content around this right like this is the type of thing that you can back on like some type of fantasy track league or something like that where we can get engagement and people interested in something that we can like Maybe live watch, you know, once a week, make this like our Sunday football type thing. I don't know. But if this is a real thing, there's something there, right? And this could be a dud. I think we've tried stuff like this in the past. It could be nothing. But this could be something, right? This could be a a stepping stone. So we'll see.
1: I don't know. If this is a thing, if they have four races on ESPN, like they say, if they're going to do some type of a Diamond League, you know, series in the United States, we will become an American track league podcast. Like we will be right. We will be all about this. I will say this one thing though. Don't cut the distance events Sure. in order for the American track league to succeed. You need the distance events. So don't cut those. Don't do what the diamond league's doing, cutting the distance events because I think that this could be like you said, Mike, this could be a major step in growing the sport, but you need the distance fans. You need podcasts like this to get behind it. And if you start cutting the cutting the distance events, it's not going to happen. Steve, if they
0: do this right, there's not going to be a uh, a platform that pushes this more than us, right? Like we not will be the number one ATL podcast in the world. We're going to be pushing everything out, posting on Instagram every day. Like we we will back this ten thousand percent if they if they get it done, and they do it right.
2: It feels like a big if at this point, though, right? So, as, as you guys have said, it seems like it could be electric. I'm looking at the website right now. There's cheerleaders dancing everywhere. It looks like they encourage all the athletes, like, up close and personal with the fans. Um, people are are going to be able to, like, party on the track is what they're saying afterwards. Yeah, what,
0: like, Trent, what is, what is their motto? They have some, like, cool motto. Let's see.
2: I got a, uh, where the party it, meets the track.
0: Yeah, where I mean, the party meets the track.
2: I mean, it's perfect. So perfect. it seems like they, they want like fans like up close and personal on the track in those outer lanes when people are going by. They want like the music. They have live DJ. You know, cheerleaders. It looks like they tried to do something back like four or five years ago in twenty sixteen, but the if part is is you know worrisome. There, they were going to do it right. Like you said, Mike, the website is like falling apart over here. There's stuff broken on there. Their Instagram has nothing about it. It's that <laughs> yeah. one tweet. They're saying to DM them. I mean, you have it. Apparently, you have a decent idea and you have the connections to get this thing on ESPN. So it's going to have legs to grow if this is legit. But I mean, let's just do this right. Like take a little time. Like put a little investment in there. Let's, let's build up an Instagram page. Let's make a website that works. Give us some information. Give us a little more detail. Like you're leaving us all hanging out here. And you're making us even like look like you know, question the validity of this and, and if they're gonna be able to execute because it seems a little just half-assed at this point. I mean, DM us on social media for more information. I mean, w- w- that just sounds like underground track me, right? We're trying to make this big, we're trying to make it explode. And um it just seems like not a clean start. So hopefully it, it gets a little bit better. All right, so next
1: week go on. There's
0: Mike. three ways that this goes, right? It's this is either amazing and awesome and like we get fully behind it. It's like super mediocre, and it's kind of like, you know, comparable to like the XFL or whatever that other like random football league that went off a year or two ago. I can't remember the name of it. Or the third option is we just spent 10 minutes talking about complete nonsense that is like not really happening. Those are those are the only three things
1: that can happen. Well, we're going to get somebody on. We're gonna get somebody on from American Track League to to let's sort this out. Let's so we gotta make this happen. There. So their their motto is party faster, party faster. Uh, I love it. I mean that's just awesome. Love it. That's awesome. Let's get them on, Steve. Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, that was a long news segment, gentlemen.
1: That is all I got for the news. All right. So now we're gonna get into our interview with C J. Albertson. C J. Albertson was a top ten finisher in the olympic trials marathon he finished 10th at the marathon project just this past month um real interesting dude one of the rising stars in the, in the marathon we had a great time talking let's get into the topic. yeah man we We've been, we've been following you the past couple months, ever since the trials. Um, you've done some crazy stuff since then that we want to get into, but I did want to start talking a little bit about the Marathon Project, and you ran a PR, you finished in the, you finished in the top 10, um, but you posted uh, recently on Instagram how you were kind of unhappy with your performance, you're a little disappointed. Um, why, were you, why were you kind of bummed out about it? I mean, it's, it's hard to walk away from a race with a PR and be like, oh man, it just uh, it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted out there.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I was expecting a PR, so I think that's, that's fair. Um, you know, part of it, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, the race was set up to run fast, and, and everything about it, um, just going into it, I was kind of expecting a fast performance, and um, I felt like I had pretty good fitness, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, it ended up not being a bad time, obviously, it's the fastest that I've ever ran in my life, so you know it wasn't bad but uh but yeah I, it was more just um i guess just how many guys beat me was was pretty uh frustrating um i mean no one likes to lose so i think just that uh i thought you know i thought i would be competing for the win um and, and felt like i should have been uh and i i wasn't really close at all um so that was what i was most disappointed with uh and you know and and didn't feel like i i ran what I was capable of or, or what I wanted to, but yeah, I mean, time wise, it wasn't a bad day, but you know, nine guys beat me that I think I could have beat.
1: Dude. I I love that mentality so much where it's like, yeah, nine guys beat me. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it was it wasn't what I wanted out there (laughs) going into that field of like some of the, you know, the, it was a collection of some of the best marathoners in the country, the best marathoners in the country. And you'd be like, yeah, I expect to win today that's just a badass mindset.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, reflecting on that, um, it felt good, I guess, because I, I was actually telling my wife, you know, a few days after when I had time to kind of think about it, because I was still just just irritated from the race. Um, and I was like, man, this. I feel like when I was in high school again, um, you know, in, in high school, I had a fairly good career. And, and even if you're just like somewhat good, it's like you usually kind of dominate in high school for most of the races you run, and so you you just expect to win, um, and you know it's kind of like if you lose, it's like what the heck happened? Why why did these guys beat me? Um, and then my last year of high school, and then going into college, uh, I, I really struggled for a while. So I mean, I lost to everybody. Everybody beat me, um, and so then once I started to get a little bit better, it was like any guy I beat, it was like, well, they've been beating me for the past, you know, however many years. So if I beat them or lost to them, it was like, well, you know, they were expected to beat me. So anything was a win for me. Um, and then now it's like, I finally got back to that point where it's like, I just, I shouldn't lose um, or at least, you know, had that mentality. And I mean, it feels good. Cause it's like, yeah, I mean, there, I, You know, looking at it from an outside perspective, I know the guys in the race were good, but, um, you know, I mean, I felt like I should have beat them all. It's not like I was running, it's not like I was going up against guys running, you know, that had been running 202 or 203 a handful of times. And I was like, well, I'm probably not going to beat them, you know, it's just not going to happen. But, you know, these guys are like, you know, they're there. Um, So, yeah, it, it was it feels good to be back in a, in a spot where like, I actually feel competitive because <laughs> I, yeah. forgot, I forgot what it felt like.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I can just hearing you talk about it stuff like I can, I can see the, you know, the confidence, you know, in, in what you're saying there. And I love that. And I feel like to be at that level, to be at the level you want to be on, you have to have that kind of confidence. And since you kind of came on the marathon and long distance scene, you've been doing some pretty impressive stuff. And I think, you know, that obviously, you have the right to be, to be confident because of what you've been doing. So I guess what over the next year, two years, however, like the next couple of years of your career, what do you expect from yourself as far as like the marathon goes? Like what, what is the bar that the standard that you're holding yourself to?
3: Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I weirdly feel pretty motivated after this, this marathon project, uh, in, in terms of, I feel like I can get a lot better, um i didn't do a whole i mean really i didn't do a whole lot of specific training for the marathon to run 209 or under 209 um so i, I think i can get a lot faster speed wise uh, and just do a lot more like balanced workouts um so improving my speed and then when i just when i think about running 450 for a marathon so that'd be like 206 50 ish somewhere around there um that just I don't know. I mean, it seems like that's what I should run, and I, I think a lot of people end up running that, like uh, particularly Americans. Um, but I mean, just in general, well, a lot of guys already do run that, but <laughs> more Americans will run that. And then it's like once you're to two hundred six fifty or, or right around there, um, then the American record, uh, at least on a co- you know a legal course, is not that far away. So, you know, then you go after that, and um, I, I think the American record will be broken. Before I get to, I, I don't even remember the exact what it is right now, but before I get there, I think it'll be broken. But anyways, just having that, those time ranges, you know, two years ago, a year ago, like would not even have been in the realm of possibility, but they just seem like knocking off 10 seconds a mile doesn't seem um, crazy. When I look at, I, I really haven't done a lot of specific speed to run
2: 450 this is this is the most exciting interview we are getting fired up over here there's gonna be some fast times in the future um, one thing you noted after the marathon project that I really like though is you said something on Instagram about you know making your your bad days average you know so we were talking about the big goals, but this is kind of like a like a baseline for you, making sure that the very least you run average. I think that's something that like like we'll you know criticize runners for and when we all ran in college, you know, we saw it with our teammates or the people that run against where a bad day it ends up being like a complete blow up. Um and sometimes it's kind of hard to like understand or see how someone can blow up like that so how have you like learned and got better where when you don't have it where you're not feeling like your best or you're not putting it all together you're still going out there and maybe you're running a pr or you're still putting yourself into a competitive position in the race
3: yeah so i i got that phrase uh once i started coaching actually so when i was an athlete i well i mean i'm still an athlete but before i started coaching i i i don't know i mean it it didn't cross my mind, but I came up with that when I was, you know, like once I started getting in a team, like coaching cross country, it's like you just, people would be running great. And then they would just blow up and yeah, they would drop like a minute or two minutes. And it's like, that just kills our team. Like if you go, if you drop a minute and a half, that's a hundred points. I mean, what do we get? You can't do anything with that. Like if the, no matter how good the other four guys run, or four women run it doesn't matter you sucked so bad that we can't do anything so you don't have no you don't have to have five people have a great race you only have to have one or two have a good race or even if you just have all five just run average there's gonna every other team is gonna have people that run bad so that's all you all you gotta do is be average because chances are someone's gonna on your team gonna be good and then you're gonna have your team's gonna do above average um So yeah, so that's where I got that. And it's really not that hard to just, I mean, you you gotta, we do some workouts where you work on it. Um, You know, you kind of blow up and have to figure out how to, how to maintain, but, but yeah, that's just where it comes from. Cause I think you can always, you know, you can always find a level to where you can uh, make it sustainable. And a lot of it is just like your mindset. Um, One of my other mottos that I just made up is, is running as easy. So obviously when you're having a really, really bad day, um, or you're just not feeling good and you're just trying to make that terrible day average running is probably not easy, but you you have to find a way to make it easy. Cause making it, you know, making it, um, doable and and easy in a sense that like you can physically do this, that's when you're going to be able to run average when you, I mean, who here's PR'd and, and felt like crap the whole time. Um, you know, it, that doesn't happen. Maybe every once in a while, but you're probably just in incredible shape and would have PR no matter what. But most of the times you feel pretty good for at least a good part of the race when you have a PR race or when you have a good race. If when you feel terrible and just grind it from the gun, like <laughs> you're not running very good. So um, So yeah, those two kind of go hand in hand for me. How I've learned to, like, put it together is just practice. I mean, every every workout uh, – I mean, you just have tons of workouts where you don't feel great. And workouts are, are good because you're not psyched up. You're not pumped up for a workout. You Sometimes you have very, very little motivation, and those sometimes can be the best workout because you, when you get tired and you don't have a lot of mate, motivation, you're just like, I'm just going to jog these last couple of reps in. But that's a perfect time to be like, okay, I'm just going to – the average on these last few reps um and so yeah you just practice it each workout um and then you know it, you get you get better at it it's just like it's just like physical training
2: the uh the running is easy when i read that made me laugh i was thinking like can i try like taxes are easy when i'm doing taxes <laughs> yeah, or, like buying right. christmas presents is easy when it's christmas eve and i'm scrambling to buy stuff so maybe i'll try that with like other parts of my life
1: yeah running is easy it, says the 211 marathon and- <laughs> yeah well Well, it's it's
3: also like um i mean it's a little bit easier to apply in the marathon because in the marathon you're you're trying to stay below that line or it's it's easier to apply in any race that you're racing below lactic threshold so like the half marathon the marathon you know you're you have to keep it easy because at any point you know if you're crossing your threshold and it feels really hard you know, you only have about a mile left that you can sustain that at and like you physically can't do it. So you, you it, yeah, it doesn't, that mindset won't apply for the mile, for example, like you, you gotta be kind of a little bit more intense in that, but I'm not, Yeah, fortunately I'm not a miler anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we love, we love that mindset. I mean, that's kind of what we're all about. I mean, the, the, the name of our podcast kind of came from us making fun of runners that you know, had a bad day. So they, they peaked too early. They didn't perform well. And we were kind of like, dude, I don't care how, where you are in your training. I don't care if you feel like crap. Like I needed you to at least pull out like a decent performance today. Um, so like we, we love that mindset, like no matter where you are in your training, how you feel, you get on that line, it's go time. So, that's, uh, that's awesome. But, um, we gotta, we gotta dive into, we gotta dive into the 50 K a little bit. So, you know, your first race back, from the trials you go break the world record in the in the 50k on the track what was the inspiration why did you do this
3: I mean I mostly did it for something to do uh you know I mean this fall or this since March it's been kind of like everyone's just kind of like what do we do um so I had done I had ran the 50k in training uh, a couple of times and um and I remember at one point I looked up the 50k world record and I was like I ran just about that today um you know my training run so I I, I, at some point I knew I was going to go after the world record in the 50k just because um I don't know I mean why not if I can do it uh so so yeah I just basically just did it for something to do um I kind of planned that before the marathon project happened or or was set up and then uh once it was set up once a marathon project was set up it it kind of worked out because it was six weeks after the 50k and I felt like that was a good time, um, especially because I was just, like most people, just struggling to just be motivated to train, so I was like, I need this 50k just so I'm actually in shape for the marathon project, because if not, I'll be just, I need something to like get me going now, um, so yeah, I mean, I, the 50k just seemed like a natural distance for me, and I just wanted to make it official. What? what also seemed
2: natural about it for some, you know, psychotic reason was to do it on a track instead of, you know, finding a course out there. And it's something you've done before where you've had, you know, the the indoor track world marathon. So what about like, the the track atmosphere doesn't drive you crazy, like it would drive, you know, most people crazy?
3: Yeah, I think it. uh, Yeah, I think what you just said, it doesn't drive me crazy. um, Because to me, it's just, whatever surface you're running on it doesn't really matter because you are still you're still running like the the physical effort is the same um you know neuromuscularly I'm my all the same all the same stuff is happening except maybe I'm like slightly turned to the left so my brain has to figure that out but (laughs) everything else is the same so you don't really like you don't really notice I mean I don't know like what do you think like when I'm running a marathon on the roads, like I'm not looking at like all the houses, all the mailboxes as I go by, I'm not looking <laughs> at all the buildings. I'm
1: doing everything I can to distract myself from the pain out there.
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the studies though, they, they, uh, they actually say that distracting yourself from the physical act of running um, doesn't necessarily increase performance. I forgot if it was focused on economy or performance. I think they've done probably both. Yeah. But so, I mean, you don't want to be thinking you want to zone out, but also be in tune with your body, um, which is, it's kind of hard to do both, but like, it's like a subtle like in tune with your body, but also zoned out. I mean, you can distract yourself sometimes obviously, but I don't know. I just don't mind the track. And then logistically it was so much easier to do it on a track because I mean, honestly, I don't know who was going to go certify a 50K course. I mean, I guess we could have hired somebody, but then you got to figure out the stopping traffic or blocking off stuff. Uh, And we didn't want to jump through those hoops because of COVID. The less we could involve the county, the better, because, you know, it's easy for them to say, no, COVID, you can't do this. Um, But on the track, it was just – it was my high I mean the high school I went to so obviously I knew all the coaches and the administration and it was just yeah you can have it here we'll set up a, a time <laughs> a timing thing or we got a timer makes it easy for that um everything was just super easy the bot like your feeling because that's obviously a huge part of a 50k so it, that solves that because each 400 I have my table there so everything was just super easy to do on the track and uh, since there was no downsides of a track to me it, it made perfect sense
0: so cj i really hope you don't take offense to this because i mean it in the nicest possible way but you are a certified psychopath so you, you, you you're 50k on an indoor track you did your, your marathon outdoor track. on a, oh sorry whatever on a track you did you know your your uh indoor marathon on a track and then During the quarantine, we got to talk about the marathon on a treadmill. Listen, running on a treadmill is the worst thing. There is nothing on planet Earth I would rather do less than run on a treadmill. I definitely don't want to run a marathon. And the fact that you ran a 209 marathon on a treadmill, and that's not even the psycho part. The psycho part is you ran a 209 marathon and decided to add on a mile and crank up the speed in the last mile. What? what made you this way? Like, how, how, did you,
3: <laughs> how, how did you get to be this way? <laughs> well, so about four months ago, I would have agreed with you that uh, running <laughs> on a treadmill was, is one of the worst things in the world. Um, but there, there was so much smoke in California uh, just because the entire state was on fire um, that I had, to, I had to do some treadmill running. So I was running on some friends' treadmills uh, and I didn't I, I didn't really enjoy it much but then I ran on my my other friend had a, a peloton treadmill and they're just super nice and I was like and I had I I had like uh, I was watching old episodes of Big brother um, at the time
1: <laughs> great show
3: yeah I've seen that best, yeah, best
1: reality I, show going
3: oh no it really is that's that's okay so my ultimate goal of running is to get big enough that like I can or have a cool enough story or whatever so I can get on big brother (laughs) at first when they had Jones did it. Yeah. They had celebrity big brother. Um, I, it kind of sucks. So they're probably not going to continue doing it. They, they've only, they only did two seasons, but, and then they haven't done it since, but, but it's the perfect time for me because it's three weeks and it's in the winter. Uh, and so it's like, I can actually, I would actually be able to take up, like I could go do it. Um, but, but right now, now, right now
1: would be the perfect level of like
3: well, status or
1: celebrity good. because you're like, you're, 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 uh, uh, you know, like a young pro runner kind of breaking on the scene before you come becomes like super, you know, you know, before you become the American world record holder and you become very popular, like now's the time that they would be like, Oh, this kid's perfect casting.
3: Maybe. Yeah. I mean, being on big brother would be pretty great. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? The treadmill? Yeah. So that would be another thing. If they, ha- I would, I would get them to have a treadmill i'm like look you'll have the the live feeds with you'd have a bunch of runners on there because i'd be doing ridiculous stuff all season on the treadmill and then like the you know the you'd have the hunt you know maybe 50 people that are into running and big brother on the on the live feeds just watching me do like 100k on the treadmill and, and during big brother in my big brother season i try to set every single treadmill record up to whatever
0: Heavy. um unreal Anyway, so yeah
3: the treadmill thing i got a treadmill i really liked it uh and set up to where i could watch tv and do the treadmill um and i just ended up enjoying and then like just playing music really loud just set it up to a way that i kind of enjoyed the treadmill um and yeah so that's why i did it i actually just got well it's not it's not open yet but in this bag, maybe I'll open it right now. I don't even know if people are watching this, but you guys. Oh wow! Yeah, let's do let's it. Go. You guys, will this, see this is it. like a,
1: a, a unboxing. Yeah. <laughs> but,
3: yeah.
1: This. I can't wait. is okay, so
3: this is a. It's called Run. It's a treadmill sensor. So it's supposed to like tell you, pretty much exactly, the treadmill distance. So then. I can see if my basically i can see if my treadmill's off or not.
1: <laughs>
3: so i'm gonna set this up on my treadmill uh and see um yeah and then it like it, it goes to your garment so then like even if my treadmill says like let's say it says five minute pace but it's actually 505 pace then this thing will go to my watch and say 505 pace <laughs> so if we if
1: we see like a post that says oh i actually ran 208 on the treadmill then, uh, you know, we, we know that you, 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 ran faster, but if we don't see anything, we know that you ran like, you know, two ten, two eleven, to or something like
3: that. Yeah. I'll try. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll try to see. I may need to So I also, I don't know if this will throw it off. I'm, um, cause I just put uh, bricks under the back of my treadmill too, so that I have a downhill. Um, cause I want to, I want to be able to practice some downhill on the treadmill. <laughs> so I put a, it's about a two inch thick bricks on, on each side. So it equates, and then I leveled it off. So it it equates to five and a half percent of a downhill. Um, So then I'll just, yeah. So like I'm keeping it, I just have to remember in my head, like five and a half percent is now zero percent. And then, so now I can go down 5% or up 10%.
0: I feel like you're trying to like, you're scheming to set yourself up to be like the greatest treadmill runner of all time.
3: I mean might i might already be the greatest yeah, demo, yeah, not really are. Time. That's not a very lofty goal <laughs> <laughs> no I'm trying to do it so like if you know i do not nap now but if I do like some ultra stuff i can uh some can get some long downhill sessions in um i can still i actually do have a little bit of access if I ran down well it's just hard for me to to get access to those like long kind of mountain stretches um so if, but if I just hook, do it on my treadmill and it's an easy setup. Um, and then this, this thing will, it's supposed to track the elevation too. Um, so, yeah, so we, let me, let
0: me, let me ask something real quick. Last thing on your treadmill marathon there, when, if you're like at a bar, just like having a beer casually, somebody doesn't really know running that much, whatever. And they ask you, Oh, you're, you're a, you know, a runner. You've you run a marathon before? how fast do you run a marathon. Are you saying two Oh nine or are you saying two eleven?
3: No, I'm saying two eleven. Why? Well, because who? I mean, because the no one's checked this treadmill. I mean, now well, <laughs> when I check the treadmill, I guess I'll see this. So the treadmills also like they can vary in speed, um, yeah. especially like when you land on the like when you hit it, like when your foot hits it, it like slows down and then it's sure. up. So it's like. I don't know i mean you never you never really know what it's actually going um but this this i'll put it up for 457 pace and see what this tells me the pace is and i mean these aren't gonna they said the guy that i bought it the little company well the company is north pole engineering i think he said it when they calibrate ever it's within like 0.5 percent accuracy so if it, it's close enough seconds of a mile I yeah
0: guess. so i i think like to the running world and you know your prs and all like that you, you can say you're a 211 guy but i think if it's just like a casual conversation it's like a random person or in a bar or something like that i think you have, it doesn't
3: matter what i say because if i say two then they say if i say no two, that's fair that's fair you're a two oh you're a two-hour marathoner sure sure yeah, like you, yeah run that, that's fair. you run 450 in the mile oh you're a four-minute miler yeah okay okay.
1: that's fair
3: (laughs) so i could just throw out any number (laughs) the first number is the one that matters (laughs)
1: good point (laughs) oh man well cj this has been a ton of fun but on that note we're not going to let you get off that easy we end every interview with a quick game so mike why don't you kick off down the home stretch yeah so down the home stretch rapid fire questions Uh, Your topic, we we ended up talking about treadmills way more than I thought I would, but your topic
2: is treadmill questions. So Trent's going to hit you with the first one. Let's do it. Yeah, we might run out of things because we covered (laughs) a bunch, but uh, a while back, I think we were talking to Tim Ritchie and we, we were talking about whether you cover, you know, the treadmill so you don't see the time and distance that you've run or whether you want that like totally exposed. So you're just watching the countdown. What is your strategy with, you know, covering time and distance?
3: Oh, I don't cover it at all. But I also don't look at it. I I have a big, about fifty-inch TV, literally right next to it. So I just watch that.
1: So when you're on the treadmill, if you're on the treadmill at the gym and your your run is Uh, kind of wrapping up, have you ever run at the gym? (laughs) No. No. Oh God, there goes my question. All right, what do you listen to on the treadmill? If you weren't watching Big Brother, what are you listening to?
3: Um. usually when i don't really know i just i just do panic at the disco radio on amazon music or alternative
0: all right have you ever had to pull the move where you know yeah you see this a lot you you know you have not run at the gym but you see a lot at the gym when you have to kind of like jump off to the side real quickly to, to give yourself a, a second a break and the treadmill still running and
3: no no (laughs) so okay interesting thing the peloton treadmills they stop so like or they don't stop (laughs) the belt will keep moving but your distance will stop so it it has a sensor so if if weights off of it then it stops tracking your distance because it knows you're not running but the time's still going so your elapsed pace gets slower (laughs) (laughs) it's a smart yeah you can't cheat on it pretty great
2: cj do you do you like clip in that little auto, no. you know, turn off or you, yeah, you just live dangerously.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, I'm not advertising for Peloton. They, they want not uh, I, I tried, but, <laughs> but they actually do have a thing. There's wraps up. So I just never unwrapped it. it it's, it's actually, uh, I like that feature. So you I, if you don't want to use it, you don't have to. And it just sits there in this little box, like wrapped up and you never see it and you don't have to. Yeah so
1: i know you don't go to the gym but at the gym i always try to avoid the treadmill that's in front of the mirror because i can't stand watching myself run do you have a mirror set up in front of your treadmill
3: (laughs) this is funny um no but i can see the reflection of myself from the monitor again i'm not advertising for peloton but the (laughs) monitor is massive it's like it's like 30 something inches and it is, I mean, it's pretty nice, but you, I can see my reflection. So I like to look at my upper body because if I'm relaxed enough, I can see my bicep muscle bounce. And if I'm too tense, it won't bounce. So I, I that's a good cue for me. Um, and I'll, also I can keep my shoulders cause I, I tense a little bit just like this, but so it keeps them down. So it's, it's, and I, I mean, I do just like to watch myself, <laughs> <laughs> but it is good feedback.
0: So to uh, to Trent's question, there have you ever had a, a treadmill fall? Uh,
3: no, I'm I'm pretty coordinated. Dude, he's the best okay. treadmill
0: runner in the
2: world.
3: Come on, Mike. Are you kidding
0: me? I feel like we've all had one well, get gotten spit off the back of a treadmill at least once. No? Nah, no, maybe no, that's just me. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> just us. you, Mike.
2: It
3: go, Yeah, I don't
2: know. Yeah. Trent, hit him with the last question. Alright, does, does your wife, like, does it drive her crazy when you have the treadmill buzzing for, you know, two straight hours with the music bumping <laughs> and a big brother in the background?
3: I usually do it when she's gone. <laughs> but, okay, so, uh, gosh, I should, I really, they should pay me. Okay, the, the Peloton treadmill is super quiet. It's another great thing. You know, so, you know, most treadmills, the deck bounces, and it's super loud, and everyone hates it, and if you your family member gets one, you just move out. So, <laughs> the Trek... It, the deck is still because um, it's super heavy, and the it's a slated belt one like the woodways,
1: mm. so it,
3: it doesn't it doesn't bounce at all, and it just absorbs all the energy. So all you hear is the motor, and the motor is just kind of like a white noise hum. Um, I mean, it, there's some noise, but if you're in the other room, you don't even really notice it. Now the music and the TV I have up all the way, so you can hear. I think the neighbors can hear it, but yeah, my wife uh, is a nurse. So whenever I did these long, I, pretty much all my long treadmill runs this fall, she was uh, she was away at work. Um,
1: so. Smart, smart man. Yeah. Peloton, sponsor the pod. I got my bike right there. you see that? Peloton uh, bike. Um, CJ, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a ton of fun. We wish you the best of luck heading into 2021.
3: Uh, yes.
1: co-host calls the guest a certified psychopath then you know the interview is going well right I mean that's just Steve fact. you took the words
0: right out of her mouth I was gonna say it's questionable whether CJ likes me in any fashion that's fine but no, he loves us he, he liked it he I, was, yeah I hope so I hope so but I felt comfortable, comfortable enough dropping you know the term certified psychopath I went for it and listen I love CJ. He's awesome, but he is, without a doubt, a certified psychopath.
2: Yeah, it's a compliment. In,
0: in, yeah, in the best possible way, though. Absolutely. And I said that. I will double down on it, but he is, without a doubt. And that's what makes him – that's what makes you me think – need to be. Right. That's what makes me think that we should probably be keeping an eye out for him because this guy is out of his mind, and that's what you need to be to be, like,
1: on the top of the world I mean, in the marathon. So, he, watch out. He straight up said he's like, like he's like yeah he's like i wasn't happy with it he's you know i went out there ran a pr but i didn't win so it's just like he's out there against the best runners in the country and he's like yeah yeah, yeah i didn't win so i yeah i don't care no it wasn't good so
2: <laughs> right after the interview steve a little behind the scenes here
1: steve was like that guy's gonna be good like that guy's gonna yeah. be legit it was it was cool yeah so anyways um uh, <clears throat> thanks again to cj for coming on that was a that was a ton of fun um Talked about a lot, guys. This has been a long episode, so let's uh, let's get into the bell lap. Mike, what do you got for people on the bell lap? Two quick things. Uh, the
0: first thing is I'm on like a four day running streak. No big deal. I've decided, despite hating this idea completely, I've decided one of my New Year's resolutions is going to be to be more active on Strava. I think I need it to keep me accountable. And I want to, I feel like I should be part of this community. So I'm going to be getting myself on Strava. So don't judge me for like, you know, my 755, you know, three mile runs. Okay. I'm, we're building here. Uh, The second thing is a little depressing We're going into the first playoffs in a very long time that the Mm. Patriots aren't involved. And that's all I'll say about that.
1: So this is. This is the first time in 21 years that our se- or second time in 21 years that our season is over at the beginning of January. And the last time it happened, the Patriots won 11-5. and five. So um, this is just a very – this is strange new territory. So it's mixed emotions. Like you said, it's a little depressing. It's a little like, well, at least I have my weekends, you know, for the next five weekends open. But anyways, Trent, what do you got Steve, people on the bell app? Well, hold
0: got? on. I'm sorry, Trent, did mean to talk to you. But you know what else happened after the last time the Patriots missed the playoffs? Tom Brady they came went, back.
1: They went undefeated in the regular season. So that's, that's right. just saying it could. That's it right. could happen. It could. Hey, we got over sixty million dollars in cap space. This is going to be a big offseason. Trent, Anyways. what do you got for people on the Bell app? I would be to watch. I would love to watch some Patriots this weekend. Uh, considering i can't do
2: anything else but unfortunately that's off the table i certainly will not be on strava though i mean how would the mighty have fallen we used to be such an anti-strava podcast and now your new year's resolution is to be more active on strava i mean i think we were all okay with complimenting it on how it's helped our, our races and such and our community but to to make that your resolution i don't know what the hell is happening you might uh, I myself, I'm going to go get people to feel bad for me, throw a little pity party, see if somebody will pour me a nightcap, see if somebody get me like a bowl of ice cream as I go laying on the couch and uh, think about uh, next year's ski season.
1: Shout out to the boys at Traxta for giving us the podcast of the year. That's very high praise coming from Let's people go. that we really respect in the content game around this, you know, around this sport. So thank you very much. and listen two crew we need your help we need you to sign up for the irish clover five miles so go do it send a screenshot to us it's going to be a ton of fun we really appreciate it really appreciate it other than that boys i would have run faster but i peaked too early mike hit me with the josie